Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. Feeling battered and bruised, Josh, after our Sunday League exploits this morning. Oh, yeah. Frustrating result. Frustrating result. But uh, Some good football there. We'll come back stronger. Yeah. Uh, Overall, I think we played well in the first half. I hope it's not... a foreboding for the Super Bowl, which by the time this airs, we will have fight, we'll know what the score. Oh is yes, like. easily. We're, we're recording this quite far in advance of the uh, transmission date. Yes, as discussed or as explained on last week's podcast. If you listen to that, impending holidays and uh, and whatnot mean that we've had to record this one slightly far in advance. So if there's been any major theme park news in the last week, you will have to wait until next week to hear our hot takes yeah this week we're going to be doing something like a topic of the week yes uh, which we have done previously as well and today josh well disclaimer we do tend to like to speak very positively about theme parks generally yeah. we like theme parks yes would, would you believe yeah but there are, there are some things about theme parks that can disappoint uh you might describe as being a, a letdown yeah and today we're going to be listing five of our biggest theme park letdowns, much in the same way that we did a couple of months ago. We did uh, five theme park rides we missed. Uh, so talking about things like Jaws. Um, I think Back to the Future might have been on that list. I can't quite remember. Gwazi was on that list Yes, um, at Bush Gardens. That is for certain. But there's work going on to Gwazi right now. That's true. There are rumours of a, of a Gwazi return in some form, but that's by the by. Uh, today, as I say, five theme park Letdowns. Yeah, it's like and the, the opposite side of the coin to the last discussion that you had with yourself. Yes, I spoke. Yes, exactly. By myself, <laughs> single rider episode that was. Yeah, and yeah, it was all right. Though. It was yeah, all right. It was good. good. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to myself. It's good listen. I, I do it a lot. Yeah, as it turns out, so it felt quite natural. But yeah, today glad to have you with me, Josh. Mainly because most of the uh, contributions to our list here are from yourself. It's true, which speaks to someone who. Clearly walks around theme parks feeling pretty miserable a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. You're just walking around going, oh, I wish that was better. Yeah. That's oh. not as good as it could be, is it? <laughs> what is that? What have they done there? That used to be so good. Now look at it. Call yourself a pirate. Absolute rubbish. What are we starting with then, Josh? What well, do you fancy uh, kicking things off with? Gonna bring it to the, the homeland. Oh, yeah. And uh, Hex the Ride. Hex, hex the Ride. Yes. Explain. Not, not because, to be confused with X. Well, Hex to me means... Well, I think of Hexic, the uh, renowned Xbox Live Arcade puzzle game. It's kind of like Bejeweled, kind of not. Yeah. It involves gems, I think, and you rotated them to match colours. And... Yeah. Well, Hexic's HD That's a fine game. is a uh, it's a better experience than Hex the Ride. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice segue to bring it back on course. So, it's at Alton Towers. Right. In uh, the old sort of manor building, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alton Towers, if you didn't know, is built on uh, lands of an old... Manor building, you know, they used to own all of all That's quite cool. Yeah. And they used to, the guy that owned it used to have like summer attractions there. And it's sort of grown from there, really, and obviously changed hands a lot of the times. And yeah, this is, this is from a period in time where the company that owned it uh, wasn't doing too great uh, monetary wise. Shortly after Merlin came in and, you know, bought everything. Right. Whole Two Swords group. Yeah. And this one, oh. It starts off, and I guess the best way to describe it is like the the experience Sinbad, is it or whatever? Whatever Sinbad, they were at Islands of Adventure. Yes, you mean. 
Sinbad was a show. Not Sinbad. Which then. is not there anymore. I can never remember what this is about. That Poseidon's about. Fury. Poseidon's Fury. It's like yes. a walkthrough experience with yeah. lots of special effects and stuff. I, I guess I could also argue that you know Hex and Poseidon's Fury are like identically disappointing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poseidon's Fury is is all right. You know, it's yeah. it's not aged particularly well, but I feel like there's almost some charm to how badly it's aged in terms of its effects, and yeah. it almost I feel the same way about a lot of Journey to Atlantis at SeaWorld. Yeah. You have like the uh, the head of the the creepy lady who's telling you you're going to die and yeah. she's going to eat you or whatever, and it's like projected onto a statue and it looks kind of terrible. But it's all kind of part of the charm, I guess. And Poseidon's Fury, I feel much the same way. But I guess you don't. Well, no I, charm the, factor. The to slight, Hex. the slight different that with between Poseidon and Hex is Poseidon doesn't call itself a ride. Oh, okay. So you have a lot of this, you know, experience part where it's like there's a lot of spill going on. Yeah. You look uh, in Hex, you're looking at screens. It's meant to be like there's a construction site going on in the building. Uh, so you're looking at these screens that sort of on. Poor racket, you know, rack brackets, not rackets, rackety brackets. Yeah. Uh, on the wall. Brackets. Rickety, rackety, rickety, rackety, rackety, rickety. And yeah, so there's like, you know, scaffolding up on the walls. And it's like, oh, there's. So it's meant to be like under renovation, this yeah. house, manor house. Oh, we've, we've done, made a discovery. Right. Which is a lot of how they do it with a lot of their storytelling. Uh, it's the same with Nemesis, actually. Right. It was a bit like that. Um, like they were digging and they found this underground. So it's almost like the ride is actually meant to be set within the theme park itself. Yes. And yeah. right, okay, that's kind of cool. And it's set around this old tree that is in the forest uh, around Alton. I don't okay. know if it's the Alton Forest. Right. Uh, the Forest of Alton. Many of these trees were my friends. This tree, and one of these trees in particular, is chained up in real life, IRL. Oh. oh. Uh, you can go and see this chained up tree. How? Why? Were they, were they afraid that it was going to come to life? And... So... Uh, the apparently story goes the legend, the myth. Two uh, young kids were flying towards it in a Ford. Yeah, and it started whacking them around and trying to destroy this car. So they, not only were the insurance claims absolutely incredible, but they were also worried that having woken up the tree, it would continue to attack people. Yes, so, right, got you. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, no, apparently uh, a guy, his daughter or something, fell from the tree, I believe, and but he was like so you know thought that this tree is gonna. It's cursed and going to kill people, so he chained it up. Right. But then uh, that curse sort of like still spread onto his whole family. And so eventually some member of his family chopped the tree down and it was taken to banish the curse from them or something. I don't know. So the tree's not planted anymore. It's just lying on the ground chained up, like chained to the ground. Uh, no. So in real life, it's still chained up okay. in the ride. You, you go into the ride part of the ride and it's sort of in the middle. Right. And you sit on these really long benches that are sort of like um, a double decker and a half in length. So running like parallel to the tree. Yes. So you all sat there in sort of like three rows on either side of the tree. Okay. Uh, facing the tree. It sounds like the setup to a, a Doctor Who episode. It does, yeah. It's uh, the storytelling. I'm pretty sure there was a Doctor Who episode last year where it was about some like cursed tree or. Like mud people coming out. There was there was some, yes, some like monsters season, coming there was out. Mud there was like people, a tree yeah. tree monster or something, yeah. right? And there's witches. That was it. There yeah. was witches, and they took on the form of like a tree. Mm. And Another bad episode. Some randomness like that. Uh, and and then it's sort of like a pirate ship, I guess. So you start swinging, okay, back and forth. But at the same time, the building is spinning around you to make it seem like you're 
swinging further is than you actually like are. Is a haunted mansion style effect? I guess, like, the, the building is literally, like, the room is spinning around you. Right. As you're doing a back and forth motion. Okay. So it's, it's like a pirate ship with added effects. Okay. Is it really dark? No, it's quite light. Ah. It's quite... So it's not very atmospheric. No, and you don't get a gut reaction that you do on a pirate ship. Right. So you just sort of sat there. You... What about the RC car Toy Story Land in Disneyland Paris is that more or less thrilling? More thrilling. The RC car is more yes. thrilling than this. Oh, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. This is this is. For those who don't know, the RC car is kind of a similar contraption to the to the, or it creates a similar sensation to those pirate ships, but yes. rather than being a suspended ship, it's a it's the RC car on a track, just going up and down in that same sort of. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's motion. good. That's a good ride. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. Hex, not so much. No. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, and you, and then you kind of get off. You walk out the the exit, and then that's that's it. And you're sort of there's no gift shop. There's no gift shop. And Don't you know all rides must end near the gift shop? And you're sort of in this sort of green area of the gardens, and you're like, it's kind of a bit random, really. Hmm. I don't really understand what's going on. It's right. Just... So it feels a bit like a relic of a bygone era, from as you said before Merlin took over, and they were kind of desperately trying to yeah spruce up the park a little bit, and it's. Doesn't sound like it was it ever good, or is it just not aged well? It it was. I what, went what, on it what, fairly like when it was fairly new, right? So so even in that period where the Merlin hadn't taken over, was it? It was considered pretty bad even for that period. Of yeah, time. I, yeah. Right. Well, that's um, a shame. At the same time, there was a Nemesis Subterra was came in around the same time, which I never did, which was another poorly received ride, right? Uh, which was kind of like a drop. Is there been any, any talk of getting rid of it, replacing it? I guess it's, so. It's, it's inside the old manor. Yeah. So I guess there's limits to what you can actually do in there, really. Yeah. Just, just shut it down. Just. Just. Just shut it down. Shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe that is for the best. I don't know if you caught the reference I made there to uh, all rides must end near the gift shop, but I was yes. in fact making a reference to another ride that is on this list. Oh. That you've put there, the Simpsons ride. Yes. Which I find quite controversial because I. I really like the Simpsons ride, and I've done it many times, and it still makes me laugh. Pretty much all the things that have always made me laugh on that ride continue to make me laugh. And it's strange because I feel like the most people feel like the Simpsons has deteriorated in the quality of its writing it, quite it dramatically has, uh, over the years. Jump the shark. But for me, there are sort of two outliers. If we look at the last decade of the Simpsons, yep. it's generally been a downward spiral. The two outliers, for me at least, are the movie, which I. I Still think it's oh, quite funny. The movie's pretty good. And the ride, which I also think is funny. And yeah, so I I, I disagree on this, but I, I will of course hear you out, Josh. Sure. So I guess Actually, I'll change my mind. I don't yeah. want to hear this. <laughs> You're talking nonsense. I guess I should preface this by saying I don't go, oh, back to the future. Um, I do go, oh, back to the future. Well, is every that, time is I that see the kind of crux of the issue yeah, here. That is one of the parts of the issue, yeah. Right. Uh, but I don't begrudge the Simpsons ride. I still enjoy it. Uh, I just feel like it's not... It doesn't give me what I want. What do you want? Back to the Future. <laughs> so it's only a letdown because you still can't let go of the fact that Back to the Future is gone. That is one That is one part of it. As you know, I'm a big fan of Back to the Future. Mm. You know, it's on my wall. It is. Twice. It's, it's true. And... I got my uh, knee caught in the railings of the queue for Back to the Future back in 2001. 
Okay. And my dad and this guy had to bend the bars to get my knee back out. Wow. Yeah. It's just quite a quite an experience. Wow. Uh, yeah. My other thing is that the Simpsons ride does a big has a big thing for sort of drops in it. Quite a few drop moments in it. Yeah. And because it's a simulator, you don't get the big drop feeling. Right. And that really bugs me. Okay. Fair um, enough. But I, I feel like the writing is actually really good. I think so. And for, for... Other, other than those two things, uh, I think it's a, it's actually a good ride. Right. But it's just, I was really looking forward to it when I first heard about it. I was like, I'm gutted Back to the Future's gone. I hope The Simpsons is really good. Really looking forward to it. And it's just, I, it just doesn't, because of these drop things, it doesn't, and I'm like, oh, Back to the Future suited this ride mechanic better. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, uh, in, perhaps inevitably, I feel like when when a ride replaces an old ride, and all you're really doing is putting a new skin on it, yeah. inevitably there are gonna, you're going to maybe feel like you're um, pushing square pegs into round holes in certain instances. Yeah. And this ride wasn't built from the ground up to be a Simpsons ride, so they're working within a, a certain structure, certain parameters. So I can see why. Yeah, maybe there are moments within the ride itself where you think, oh, almost like the the story is having to work around what the ride is capable of doing or the story is asking the ride to create sensations that it maybe isn't quite up to doing. Yeah. And I also think that that style of motion simulator has kind of had its day in the sun anyway. You yeah. don't really see them being built anymore. I mean, one of <laughs> I find it out, this is a, a very extreme example of how these kinds of rides haven't aged that well, but <laughs> I always get a real kick out of going on the polar adventure at SeaWorld. <laughs> Because it just feels like I've walked into the early 90s. Yeah. It's totally bizarre. Like, nothing has been done to that ride ever since it opened. The pre-ride video is exactly the same. It's absolutely hilarious. The, the quality of the video is terrible. Yeah. It's real. It's Sea really World. something. SeaWorld's in a funny old place right now. It certainly is. But, yeah, I, I like The Simpsons. And I know it, I, my memory's a bit foggy on... I don't think the complete re-theme of that area to be Springfield came day and date with the ride I feel like that no, happened yeah. later but I think that has helped also yeah. the uh, the old queue the Back to the Future's queue is part of the structure of the building as well so you can still see it mm. that, it's like oh. ah yeah. I mean they've got the DeLorean and the train still yeah but they, they feel out, like they're very much the front and there is an Emmett Brown reference in the queue in the queue of the Simpsons he does make an appearance that's true and I don't know there's just a lot of the gags just make, they just tickle me still every time you know, it's, a it dish is, best served cold. Since, is it ice cream? <laughs> since the uh, Skinner not being Skinner episode, which is where most people say Simpsons jumped the shark, I, I have to say it's, it's still one of the highlights of the writing for the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, like you say. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, just from where I was on the ride before I rode it mm. to where I was afterwards. Yeah. That's the... I got personally, and like, internally, the dropping sensation in... What do you think of the sort of the other the, the the one knock against it for me I guess is that the 3D Simpsons look a bit weird like in the ride obviously they're all 3D models yeah and it kind of looks like you're watching a did you play any of there was an era on like the PlayStation 2 where a lot of Simpsons games were coming out <sighs> Simpsons hit and run Simpsons hit and run was oh. one of my favorite games as a kid I, I so want a new one of them love that game I want that um. They need to add that to Xbox backwards compatibility. I would be all over that. Yeah. And th- th- that was a great game. And it looks like that, frankly. Like that game also yeah. had that kind of weird 
aesthetic of bringing this 2D cartoon that you've only ever seen in 2D into the three dimensions and it looking slightly off. Yeah. Like, it's hard to do that well, I find. And, um, like, certain... You think of something like um, a more recent example of it being done perhaps better is something like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is very much going to that comic book aesthetic, but it brings yep. it into the third dimension in a really convincing way, whereas The Simpsons, something about it doesn't look quite right. It's like these characters no, yeah. weren't weren't originally made in 3D, and you can tell is maybe the, the one knock against it for me, but... Yeah, I like that land. Have you ever had the pink donut? Have you tried the pink donut? Like, it's always... Uh, No, because there's always seemed to be quite a large... I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Like, you can't just buy them in a big box. They are huge. But there seems to be a lot um, of people in, like, the restaurants and stuff there, so... Yeah, I think, always... it's the type of, I think it's because it's the type of thing you, you don't want to walk around the park with it. It will turn into a sticky hot mess, so you just want to, you know, yeah. eat it there and then, and it's never quite happened for me. But, yeah, maybe, maybe this year I'll, I'll give that a go. But, yeah, generally, generally I like the... I like the Simpsons ride, but I can understand why parts of it are perhaps more yeah. disappointing. I, I, than again, I'm not. I'm not going. Oh, I don't want to do the Simpsons ride. Where right. I, where I, what I am going. Oh, I don't want to ride Hex. Mm. Fair um, enough. Should just... we stay in Universal for our next entry on this list? Sure. Which is a, another, another another Josh Lawrence special. Oh. What is it? I, I, I feel I've mentioned it quite a few times throughout the podcasts. The, yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Regular listeners might not be surprised to hear that Gringotts is on the list. Yeah. Why is it on the list, Josh? <sighs> I really, really like. Was it Forbidden Journey? Yes, Forbidden. I think that's great. It is. It's you know the the ride mechanism mechanism is good. The uh, screen to uh, animatronic ratio is really good. Yes. Uh, apart from when it breaks and the audio goes out, of sync the transitions are very convincing yeah. as well. I find so good. Gringotts, not so much. Mm. I think that the building is awesome. You know. Diagon Alley is awesome. Oh god, yeah. It's it's, it's probably the best theme park land yeah. I have ever been in. Like in terms of making you feel like I'm not in the theme park anymore. Yeah. It's head and shoulders above I think anything else. With the dragon that brings fire. It's incredible. And then you go into Gringotts and I think Gringotts building, you know, the Q's area, mm. great. Yep. You got is it Bill? Yeah, Bill is Bill is I mean, yeah, you have got that slide which is like for you, you kind of your mind kind of in a way prepares you for maybe not being quite at that same level because Forbidden Journey, all the A-listers are there. Like yeah, the pre-show, everything. There's Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Michael Gambon. Everyone's there. The whole crew. Yeah, you go into uh, Gringotts, and with all due respect, Bill Weasley Bill. is like yeah. the star of the show. I, and it's I like, gu- eh. I guess and, the, the difference there is obviously by the time they built Gringotts, yeah, Ron Hermione. Harry or you know Rupert etc. Uh, are much older than they were. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, so it doesn't really work as much as Bill was already relatively old. Yeah. In comparison, so and once you get on the ride, similar. you get um, Bellatrix and yep. Voldemort, and those are the the you know Ralph Fiennes etc. Yeah. Are in play there. Harry, Ron, and Hermione do make an appearance, and I'm not convinced that that they are them. No. Um, Hermione, especially the voice on Hermione on the ride, is uh, noticeably not <laughs> Emma Watson. Yeah. But anyway. And I I guess the biggest thing is it's far too screen heavy. Mm. Uh, too many screens, too, too... Is it 3D? It's not, is it? Is it? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. 
it's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's just but they look like screens hmm. like there's no getting away from that's a big ass screen over there yeah it's not like spider-man where no. you sort of feel like you're fully immersed in it and the moment of spider-man is you know the, the yeah. iconic moments when spider-man jumps on your car and he's like yeah like, and, feels uh, like he's actually there whereas this yeah you are you are right you do feel like you are watching yeah, and I feel like you know you got obviously for Bin Journey you got uh, Ratatouille, which are you know both it's, you know animation on screen stuff and then it transitions into uh, sets and props sets, and stuff, yeah, yeah, and I think they do the transitions a lot better than yeah this does yeah that's fair uh, and that's my biggest disappointment because and certainly I think you know this being the sequel to Forbidden Journey mm. n- number one's the better one uh, yeah you're not wrong yeah you're not wrong. I'm looking forward to the Prisoner of Azkaban that is uh, the roller coaster, though. Yes, yes, that that should be good. That should be good indeed. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it is it is too screen heavy. It does feel like you are watching rather than participating in the action. Which I think when Universal bring their A game, you really do feel like you are part of the story. Yeah. And it's I I think it's I think that the the queue area and all that side of things really does a good job of making you feel like you're going to be part of this story, and then it. It feels like you're along for the ride rather than sort of, a, a, you know, a key, like an act, an active participant in a yeah. way. I feel like if this came first, mm. I'd have much better respect for it. Sure, but Forbidden Journey came first. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the best work, the best stuff about Harry Potter at Universal is um, is everything outside the ride. Really, <laughs> yes. it's, it's the queue area, it's Diagon Alley, it's it's the shops, it's. The, the train station, the, yeah. the King's Cross, it well, is, is amazing. There's too many every, bins every there time. for my liking, but well, yes, that's true. You don't have that many bins at, at London yeah. stations anymore. But no, that the theming is phenomenal. But yeah, the ride itself is maybe a little uninspired. But I think that also speaks to how spoiled we've been with yeah. Forbidden yeah. Journey and and you know Spider Man and stuff like that. Whereas you know you put Gringotts in any other park, it probably stands out among some of the best stuff. But Yes, as we've spoken about many times, very much looking forward to the next Harry Potter ride yeah. to be built from the ground up yes. to, to come. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the next one, Josh. Yeah. I'm going to jump on over from... You're going to get the Hogwarts Express. I'm going to get the Hogwarts Express. I'm going to get the uh, train on over to Hogsmeade. Yeah. I'm going to uh, walk out with Ollivanders on my left past the, the station. Okay, no, that's not right, is it? No, you come out of the station, you kind of just need to take an instant left. Yeah. I think. And then you're into the Lost Continent, and then you just keep on going. Yeah. You get to Zeus Landing, and then on your left, there is the high in the sky Zeus Trolley train ride. Oh. Now, this sounds really pathetic for me to be picking on <laughs> <laughs> a Dr. Zeus ride. However, however, I believe I'm right in saying that this ride, which is essentially a little train that kind of goes up and above a portion of Zeus Landing and yeah. gives you some views of that land and also it goes inside at one point and you can see people having their breakfast or whatever yeah I, that still bugs me like mm. why why do that but this was not open at i nearly said launch there which is you know speaks to me playing too many video games but this was not open day and date with the park there was some form of delay but for a number of years going to islands of adventure it was very obvious that this train ride had had been built the majority of it was done yeah. and for whatever reason it, it it was never open and then one year it, it finally opened and to me it's always felt like something that they got to a certain point with there was some internal 
deliberations as to whether or not they should finish it or whatever and eventually they obviously decided to go ahead with it and it just you know i feel like the closest point of comparison for something like this is maybe the people mover at tomorrowland yeah in terms of it meant to just be being like a a tour of that particular land you know rest your feet whatever and it just feels very cheap to me the whole thing there are certain bits of scenery that are built specifically for this ride some animatronics some voiceover yeah. some narration the sound system on the train is pretty bad the train itself makes quite a lot of noise which doesn't help that is true the animatronics don't move an awful the, lot the animatronics remind me of professor burp's bubble works from uh chessington world of adventures right, that's a good reference that i yeah. can't claim to have much knowledge uh, so of, that was like uh, a i guess a similar experience like you was, yeah. you was a casual but you was in like a uh raft okay and it was like you was going through uh you know he was making soda i guess right you know, fizzy drinks yeah yeah this is a bit of a cheat how it, but part of the reason i wanted to raise this Ooh. was because it also i kind of want to tie in what i feel like might have happened around the same time in zeus landing which was the dialing down of the thrills of the cat in the hat so oh. the cat in the hat used to be i found quite quite fun because it, it was quite spinny it spun you around a fair bit i okay. found parts of that ride to be like there are rides that kind of make me laugh while i'm on them like for, because of the motions they undertake and yep. that like the sensation you get in your body it can't that it can make me laugh more than scream or whatever and cat in the hat was one of those that kind of just made me laugh just because getting spun around it's, just, it's kind of fun it's kind of funny yeah and there were a few moments on that ride where it happened with quite uh, a decent amount of intensity mm. there's a bit where you're going into that sort of dark have you done the cat in the hat I have. It was. I've only done it the once. Oh well, it's a staple of the Acres trips to wow. um, to Florida. There's that bit where it gets quite dark, and there are these sort of spinning things above you, which have like clothes painted on the outside. And I think the idea right. is maybe that the washing machine's broken or something. I don't know sure. exactly, but you go under these spinning. They do look like big lampshades, to be honest, with clothes painted on the outside. And you used to spin quite fast in time with those when you went underneath them. Oh, okay. At the end of the corridor with these things above you, there is the cat coming out of the wall, sort of, of rotating at yep. and looking at you. I don't know if you remember that at all no. either. But that that stuff used to be fun, used to spin around a lot. The banging and crashing, you would used to sort of shake a bit in time with that. And uh, a few years ago, I think, it's probably longer than that now, really, but it, they noticeably dulled it back. They Oof. must have had some complaints or something yeah. that maybe it was a it's bit like, too it's intense. kids' ride. Kids, I don't know. But, yeah, all of a sudden... Cat oh, my Hat God, my is, son got whiplash. It's, it's like one of those Disney storytelling rides in Fantasyland yeah. where you're just going through a story and you barely really move. Oh. But Disney, the animatronics, the atmosphere has done a lot better, I think, than like Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat benefited a lot from the motions. That, that, yeah. That, I mean, Cat in the Hat is quite a you know crazy, energetic. Well, yes. Story. Do you remember man. that? Ter- you remember that Mike Myers film? Oh Have you ever yeah. Seen that? yeah. It's really bizarre. I've never watched the whole thing through, but it's I keep so seeing. So weird. It's so weird. There's bits where he like swears and they bleep it out and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah. Film. It's a really weird film, and apparently it contributed to like the Zeus estate. Being like, you're not making movies like this anymore. You've totally missed the point with Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I want to say there's another, there's a, like a an animation, a Cat in the Hat animation in the works. They've okay. just done the Grinch. The Grinch obviously. was really good, I thought. 
Or the but, new Grinch. It's been well received. I haven't seen I've it. I've not seen it. But I've heard a lot of good things about oh, it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think that there's talk of them doing a Cat in the Hat film in that particular vein. There was um, the one with the elephant-looking creature. Oh, um, Horton Hears a Who. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen that one either. No, I haven't seen that oh, one either. I've got, to, I've got to get up to date with my <laughs> Zeus movies. I'm falling behind. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the key point is the High in the Sky... Zeus trolley train ride. I just feel like it. It screams. Even the name is a disappointment. La- like lazy. Like you've not put your all into this. There's. Yeah. It's just a bit naff. It's a yeah, bit it's naff. It's not quite high enough either. You don't even have a particularly great view of anything. The best view you have is when it gets a bit close to the waterfront and you can see over to all the rest of the park. Yeah, That's way you can better. see the Hulk. You can get a quite a good view of the Hulk. Hulk looks really cool from this yeah, angle. Yeah. One thing I will say though. Without fail, the ride attendants that see you off and welcome you back, very enthusiastic. You get a very good wave. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, scarily enthusiastic. Yes, they that, are serial killers. That, quite possibly, in their really baggy dunkeries. Uh, not actually serial killers. Don't do us for libel. No, disclaimer. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my sort of, that's kind of my, my one-two punch, my Zeus one-two punch is... Um, the High in the Sky Zeus trolley train ride and the dialing down of the cat in the hat. Oh. Says a lot about me, really. Yeah. One fish, two fish, though, still elite, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> king, king of the Dumbos. Is, king of the Dumbos that, is yeah, one. T- by far the best Dumbos. One fish, two fish. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Cool. We're jumping back over to the UK now, Josh. For yeah. The final entry on this list of five, which yeah. again, you have provided. I guess, yeah, Universal, well known for Halloween Horror Nights. True, and I, I really need to get over yeah, at some point. I really to want to do, do that. that. The Stranger uh, Things one looked really good. That looked really. They all looked pretty good this year. All of those, those mm. ones. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm apparently gets some really good ones going on as well. But in the UK, at least the two main parks in the country, as I like to call them, uh, in the UK, in the England, at least in the England, no. uh, Thorpe Park and Orton Towers do Halloween similar things. Nights, yeah, yeah. Uh, Orton Towers has a scare fest. Okay. Which I haven't been to. Okay. Um, I've heard it's the better of the two, like scarier of the two. Uh-huh. Uh, and Thorpe Park has Fright Night. Right. Which is lame. Why is it lame, Josh? Oh, so I've only done it the once. Right. Uh, with good reason. Because <laughs> uh, so, you pooed your pants. Yeah. We queued up for near on five hours. My word. For uh, the Asylum, which was one of the headliners from a few years at that time. Right, where it was like a mental asylum, mm-hmm. uh, and, but the inmates have taken over. The inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, and it's just not. It's a lot of strobe lighting, a lot of people jumping out at you. Mm-hmm. But which feels is like what these things are. Yeah, mostly, but... but it just it it all felt quite cheap. Mm. You could see them coming from a mile off. Right. And I, I feel like they were maybe pushing too many people through it because the queues were so long. Oh, I see, yeah. Um, so you was a bit too close to the last jump scare from the group in front or whatever. Right. And yeah, and then at the end, there's a guy who pulled a chainsaw out and you know revved it up. Mm. Uh, but it was clearly a fake chainsaw. Well, you'd like to think so. I mean, if yeah, you wouldn't want it to be a real chainsaw just in case. Um, but I feel like I can't remember one of the. I think it's Halloween Horror Nights, or maybe Knott's Berry Farm. They had an actual chainsaw, but they took the chain off of it. Right. So you can, like, it's got the actual motor of a chainsaw, so you get it's more authentic, obviously. Fair enough. But obviously, isn't going to kill someone. No. Because there's no chain. Uh, but, you know, you can actually rev the motor up. and Yeah. So it's, you know, more authentic. Uh, yeah. And so the rest of our group bolted out the door 
Andy and I, a uh, good friend, Andy, we were at the back of it again. That's, that's clearly a fake chainsaw. And, Sorry, Odd. Yeah. And just sort of walked out, and he even hit me with the chainsaw. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't... It was like this flimsy, flimsy rubber thing, was it? It was like, yeah, it was like plastic. It's like a plastic sword. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, should we do another maze? Oh, no, because they're all like five hours long queues. Does it have a good reputation? Like, do you feel like you were just, you know, you're just too tough for this kind of thing, Josh? Uh, maybe. Maybe I'm, you know, that's like novice level mm. and I need to step it up to. Yeah, maybe. A, a US, you know, where the big boys are. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. But yeah. I don't know. Because obviously they've done the saw there as well. The saw had a th- maze at one point. I don't know if it's still running or not. The saw, what, saw the movie, you mean? Yeah, so they got saw, saw the ride. Yes. Which is a pretty good ride. Hmm. Uh, one of the first. It's kind of like Secret esque, is it? Got a, it's got a 90 degree drop. It's got drop, a, po- hasn't it? a, a past 90 degree drop. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I think it was the first in the Europe or the first in the world to do that. Right. Alton Towers, Thought Park are big on firsts. Okay. Um, like Colossus was the first to do it X amount of, I think it's 10 barrel rolls or something like that. Right. Nemesis was the first of something. Oblivion was the first 90 degree drop. Air was. Uh, Smiler was 13. Uh, th- yeah, 13 was the first drop. Straight drop. Nice. Yeah, saw, saw the rods really cool. That sounds like the direction, just sort of a slight, uh, slight detour. That sounds like the direction like SeaWorld and Bush Gardens are kind of pushing in now, knowing that. Especially SeaWorld. Yeah. Like, I feel like Mako is their most recent roller coaster, and that's I think that's the longest. The longest, fastest roller coaster in Florida or certainly yeah, Orlando. Something like that. I found that ride quite strange. I have done it, and it's almost too smooth. Like it's so smooth, you kind of feel like relaxed. Oh, is that a stand-up? Are you? No, uh, no, no. I don't think so. You got. They've also got Manta, which is the line, line on down the front one, one which is inc- oh, That's my favourite roller yeah. coaster. That's really good I have to, every time I explain that. that ride to my parents I have to go it's like air at Alton Towers and they go oh yeah right. that one's really cool bru- uh, that is a ride that makes me laugh like that, that. it's really the, cool the, the, the loop the lying down loop it just makes me laugh when air it's first really opened fun. that was awesome yeah uh, not so much now they tried to do a VR thing much like uh, Kraken Kraken did yeah uh, and it didn't work it's disgusting UK parks are not great on uh, hygiene I would say <laughs> And, nice. And obviously on Manta <laughs> fly dipping <laughs> ride cues and stuff. <laughs> on Manta and air Council needs to do something about this. You've got that like that rubber chest thing that holds you tight. Yeah. And a, it's like really grim up oh, on air apparently. Oh jeez. Yeah. Obviously it's been open for a long time. That's nasty. It? Yeah. Oof. But Fright Night no. wouldn't bother. Fair enough. You have to pay extra for it queue for five hours for an average maze. Well, I mean, I wonder if any of our listeners might be screaming a couple of uh, more recent additions to Universal at us at this point. What I will say is that neither of us have yet been able to experience Fast and the Furious Supercharged at Universal Orlando, which I hear is meant to be really terrible, and Jimmy Fallon as well, which I I hear is not, like, bad, but it's, like, kind of pointless, I feel like. Fast and Furious Supercharged is not going to disappoint me because I know what it is. Well, yes, that's fair. It's Earthquake with a skin on it again. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair enough. But a skin that is even less suited to what it originally was. But we will both be, I assume riding those in, in the not yeah. too distant future so we'll report back on our thoughts on those two particular rides but for now those are five 
ride stroke theme park experiences that we have found particularly disappointing during our travels. If you are so inclined, please do leave us a comment, drop us an email. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Park Rush Podcast. The email address is podcast at parkrush.com. You can obviously comment on any of the episodes as well at parkrush.com and let us know what rides, what theme park attractions perhaps you've been particularly disappointed in previously. You know what else I'm disappointed in? Oh, They haven't fixed the Yeti on Expedition Everest. Do you know? Oh, come on, Disney. Do you know how hard it is to fix that? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This they is w- a world-class theme park resort we're talking about. This is not, you know... So the way that, the way they've built on. the mountain... This is like just not bothering to fix the T-Rex. If the T-Rex, if his head ever falls off... And what this is like they're never fixing the, the T-Rex Yeti is on part Jurassic of park. the structure of Everest. Doesn't matter. So they'd have to take I don't apart. care about the reasoning. I just want to I just want to you know, it's just got to work. Yeah. To be fair, the, the what they have done with it is quite effective in a weird yeah. way. The the way the lights turn off and on to make it look like it's getting closer the, the to the strobe lighting is yeah. quite good. Yeah. But fix the damn animatronic, man. It's a uh, they so uh Rody Rody jo- uh Rhodes Who's one of the big engine, uh, Imagineers over there? Right. Uh, was asked about it. He's been. He gets asked every single time. And one time he basically like, "We, I want to do it because that's how I designed it." But it was going to be like eight months just to take apart and put back, like, and get it out to be fixed, and then we have to rebuild Everest again afterwards. Right. Because I have to take apart can they, Everest. Can they fix it in a way that means it will never need to be fixed again in this same way? Like so that if. If it goes wrong again in future, can they can they fix it in a way now that makes it easier to fix should it go wrong again? Is well, I think the key point in theory it won't. Yes, because the reason it went wrong is need... that the built like the whole of Everest like moved right as buildings do when they settle, uh, and that is why he can't move. Right, uh, they fix the problem, uh, then he'll be able to move again, and then it shouldn't break in such a way. You know. Everest right. won't move again. It feels like they could maybe get away with it more now that they've got Avatar Land. They could. Yeah. There's a period there maybe where if you if you have to close Everest for eight months, all of a sudden you're thinking. Well, they why actually, I go to Animal Kingdom now? There's even less to do unless I want to, you know, treat it almost like a zoo. They they learn from Everest and have designed Avatar in such a way that they can take the robots out, the animatronics out the back, and fix them and put them back in. Right. Uh, irony is they've come up with a different problem. They built a building, the the two rides in one building. Okay. So if one ride evacuates because of a fire, they have to evacuate both buildings. Oh, I see. Uh, both rides, which is a terrible idea. But right. Well, that's that's going to do it, Josh. Yeah. We'll be back like, next week again. with a more sort of timely, topical, news-focused episode. Assuming there has been news to yes. talk about, one would assume there would have been by then. Until then, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.